Good afternoon, everyone. Morning, guys. How are you all doing? Uh, uh, we, we've got to ask that question. I mean, um, we just had some serious time worshiping our King. Has something shifted in your life already? So, so I'm asking, how are you doing? Sup? I, 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 I like addressing it like, sup, how are you doing? Uh, because, you know, I don't want to be too... Um, my new Afrikaans word, Pantofel. Man, I've got it. One day I'll greet you guys in Afrikaans. Um, but I just want to say, oh man, it's good to have everybody here, especially um, for those that are here for the first time or the second time. It's good to have you guys back in church with us. And uh, for everybody that has For, for everybody that has, um, that has been coming for a while, um, I'm also pretty new, so let me introduce my name, uh, myself. My name is Milo. I'm one of the elders here uh, that gets to serve in the AM congregation here in Durbanville, and it's, it's really a privilege. And uh, what I've got to ask is, is can uh, people stop judging me, please? Because there's a lot of you and every Sunday I walk in here and people ask me, what's my name? They don't ask me what's my name. They look at me and go, what's my name? And I'm like, oh, I don't know what your name is. So, so I've, I've, I've come to realize the easiest way to remember people's names. And that, that's with association to food. So if you want me to remember who you are, guys, let's, let's get together. Let's have a meal. And, and I will remember you like... Um, our first people that invited us over for a meal, I'll never forget their name, Peter and Leanne. Burgers, man. Oh. And, and then, um, let, me, let me tell you, um, Fenta and Mickey, smash burgers, totally, next level. If, if you want steak, hey, Brian and Benedette. Come on, come on. And I've got to mention it here, so we were here over the Christmas period, uh, we didn't have family, so we got to mingle with some people. And there, food association as well. Butter Chicken Jay, share where you guys come on. If you guys just want to light up your life, that is where you go. And then, man, pumpkin tart. Have you guys ever eaten pumpkin tart? No, but let me ask. Pumpkin tart. Yeah, everybody has eaten that. Anzal. Oh, my gosh. What did you guys get for Christmas? I got fat. But in any case... And then, um, and then, you know, it's also the new people as well, man. Like, my wife's not here, and she says, dude, you've got to eat salad. And so we invited people over, getting to meet some new people. And I've got a friend, his name is Des, his wife is Lee. They make the best potato salad ever. <laughs> so if you want me to remember your name, invite us for a meal. But um, um, let's stop before you guys get hungry. And uh, then you guys don't focus in what is happening here. And I'm going to ask you to turn with me quickly to the book of Luke. We're going to be in chapter 5, and we're going to read uh, quite a chunk of portion of Scripture. We're going to go through all of that. But I want to start in Luke chapter 5 in verse 1. And this is what it says. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, 
the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. I want you guys to remember that, just a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, come on, put out into what? Deep water. And let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. So I want to use this last hour. I'm just joking. Five minutes. Don't believe pastors when they say five minutes either. But I just want to use this next few moments to unpack this passage and what God has laid on my heart from this title called, Let's Go. Turn to someone next to you and say, let's go. Not now, just hold on, just hold on, okay. Um, Yeah, so I just want to pray over us, Lord, like, like Sherman prayed. May we be open to your word. May we be open to what you're saying. May we grow. Father, do what only you can do. Change our lives inside out. Build us up. Transform us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So um, we love, my family, we love going to the beach. As you can see, we're not from Cape Town. That's why we enjoy the cold water. So, uh, uh, yeah, we don't have kind of that sense of whether the water's cold or not. It's the beach. That is it. And this one time we were at the beach and there was this other family there as well. Um, Obviously, there was a whole lot of people on the beach, but we noticed this one family um, and they had two little girls. The oldest looked like she was about five, not older, and she had a little sister. And the thing that caught my eye at that moment was the fact that they were standing in the water just where the wave is finished breaking and nearly going back into the ocean. And the dad was teaching them both how to ride a bodyboard. And they were having such amazing fun. They were, they were having the time of their lives. And then I distinctly remember the dad looking at the oldest and saying, hey, let's go deeper. And the little girl, her eyes went wide and she goes, no, I don't want to go. And he's like, if you want to experience how this thing really works, we've got to go where the waves actually break. And her response is, it's okay, Dad, I'll go with you. And so she climbs on the board. He takes her a little bit further in. And where the wave breaks, he gently lets go of her. And this little girl, she catches her first wave. But, dude, if you've ever seen a big smile, it was that. People on the beach were getting tans because of just that white glow. It was amazing. She had the time of her life. And she enjoyed it so much. And I was going, oh, I wish he'd push me like that. (laughs) But you see, this is the thing that I want us to have a look at. 
Where she was for her was deep already. She was really short. Where they were standing was knee deep for her. But for her dad, it was just about touching his, the bottom of his knees, his shins. So it wasn't really that deep. But when she had learned all that she could learn from where she was, her dad's like, we got to go deeper. Because there's only so much you can learn here in the shallow. And like what Jesus says to Peter, he goes, okay, push out into the shallows. And I'm going to teach you something over here. And when he had learned all he could learn in the shallows, Jesus said, Let's go deeper. And it's the same that happened with this girl because there's a greater experience deeper. I believe at this moment there is a call from Jesus in our lives where he's saying, hey, let's go deeper. Let's go a little bit further into what I have for you. We can't be content where we are at this moment. How many of you guys are comfortable? We can't be comfortable anymore. You know when we get comfortable? When we get comfortable, we are preparing ourselves to go and sleep. Okay? Uh, you get comfortable in front of the movie on a couch, right? Get comfortable in front of the fan before you go to bed, except now with this heat. But before you fall asleep, that's the only time we really supposed to get comfortable. And what God is asking us, and I believe this is what he's doing as we step into this new year, as we've stepped already, is to hear this call where he go, let's go. And so the first thing that I want us to have a look at is when God says, let's go, there's always got to be a response. Because have a look at this. Jesus taught the crowds but he spoke individually to Peter to say, let's go. Over here, you guys are hearing a message of, of God saying, this is what I want. This is where I want to take you. But he's going to call you personally to say, hey, let's go. Let's go deeper. Here we meet Peter, tired and probably disappointed. Tried to catch something the whole night. And Jesus walks up to him and says, hey, dude, can... Can we use your boat? Okay, can we go a little bit further in? And he actually responds and he goes. There's a response that needs to happen. Can I tell you, even when you don't answer, it is a response. What is your heart like? But here, Peter is sitting tired because it says they didn't catch anything. They were cleaning their nets. They were ready to go home. And Jesus goes, let's go. How many of you guys like it when that happens? So um, my wife's not here, so please don't tell her I'm using her in an example. But in any case, um, after uh, this year, like I said, I had to get a gym contract. or I had one, just got it active. It was active. Okay, I just started going to gym. Wait. I went to gym last year. This year I went in. Okay, so there we go. We're we on track. So I've been going to gym. So early mornings, wake up, spend time with Jesus. Drop kids off at school, go to gym. Gym hard, come home, do whatever the wife tells me to do. 
get work done, pick up kids, drop off kids, sports, finished after the day. What a man. Thank you. We've got that on recording. And um, so I get home and I sit on the couch and I'm tired. How many of you guys have ever been tired? Now, guys and ladies, have you come home from a hard day at work and just want to do, uh. But my wife has got this smell, this nose where she's like, oh, my husband's doing nothing. <laughs> it's time for us to do something. And so when I've just gotten down and I'm relaxed, she goes, let's go for a walk. I love walks. Walking to the kitchen and walking back. And I love running to the bathroom and back. But my wife has this urge. She, she loves nature. She loves being out there. So Saturday mornings are all about walking and hiking. And you know how much that just fills me up with joy. It, it doesn't. And, and it doesn't do it for my kids as well. They look at me and they go. And I go. But we end up walking. And when we start off walking, I'm grumpy. Hey, if a dog walked slow enough, dude, I'd be angry at the dog. But this is the thing. The further we walk, the more I change. The further I walk, the more my blood is pumping through my body, the more, you know, energetic I'm actually getting. And so as I'm walking, I'm actually enjoying it. Three days later, <laughs> it's, it's only like, like around the block, people. <laughs> Apparently, it's not far. And, but after the walk, both me and the kids, we all going, you know, that was actually good. We started off tired and grumpy, but as we went, Ali would go just a little bit further, just down there, just, just down there. Uh, I saw a board, what did it say, Kamati Puert, from here, like, we walked far, babes. Uh, and, and we walked back, but when we walked back, we were feeling so, like, full of life. And this is it. We are all in a season of it being very tired. This year, congratulations, you made it through January. All 56 days of it. But the thing about January is, or this past month, whenever you spoke to someone, it's like, how are you doing? I'm tired. It's been busy. Man, it's been hard. And guys, it's only the beginning of the year. And as I was reading and prepping for this week, Jesus says that's exactly what happened with Peter. He was sitting there, tired. He didn't want to do anything, but Jesus walked up to him and said, let's go deeper. Because on the other side of the response to God's calling is the miracle, the breakthrough, the refreshing, the hope we actually want. You see, God knows what you want. When he saw Peter and the rest of the guys cleaning their nets with no fish next to them, he knew what they wanted. But the great thing about Jesus is he also knows what you need. I want to sit down and I don't want to do anything. But my wife knows that I need to get fit and healthy. Because what God has called me for requires longevity. 
What has God called you for? What is he calling you to go deeper into? And we're going to talk about that in a few. But I want to encourage you with this. It's okay to be tired. It's okay to come home and go, oh, it's been busy. I don't feel like anything. It's okay to go through morning and go, where am I at this moment and what do I need to do? But can I encourage you, don't stay there. Because when you stay there, it gets harder to move. Because whenever we respond to the word, let's go, and, and I'm not a poet, but it just rhymes. Because when you respond to let's go, it leads to overflow. Uh, I, was on, uh, I was in a certain place when that came up, so let's just... Overflow. Overflow is when you want something and they give it to you, but it's more than you can handle. That's overflow. Let me ask you a question. What is your er this year? Let me explain. For this little girl, they went deep for her. But the dad goes, let's go deep. Uh. <laughs> what is your uh? Because coming to church, if you are new and you see the numbers, it can be overwhelming and you go, oh man, it's just deep enough that I'm here. But God's calling us to what? Deeper. And maybe your uh is, okay, I'll try a community group. I'm going to go deep. Her. Maybe your ears like, hey, I've been coming to this church, but my ears, I, I want to worship with all that is in me, not just with the words. I'm going to come to the front. We watched so many ears unfold this morning. People responding, let's go, I will help lead a comm group. Last year they were sitting in, oh man, I'm comfortable in my comm group. And Kevin goes, no, we're going we're gonna to rattle these nests, like kick them out. And, and they were like, let's go. Let's go deeper. We had a teenager go, hey, it's deep enough that I've got a relationship with Jesus, but I'm going to go deeper. And I'm going to stand in front of people older than me. I'm going to stand in front of crowds greater than me. And I'm going to share his word. I'm going to go deeper. And then there was this family that got up on stage and the dad goes, I don't really want to talk, but I'm going to go deeper. Because I've got this testimony that I've got to share. And when there's a testimony, there's an overflow where the rest of us go, Jesus, do it again. So can I ask you once again, what is your uh? You see, Jesus looked at Peter from the shore and he was empty-handed. And he said, let's go deeper into water. And we find Peter was frustrated and tired when Jesus goes, let's go deeper. And check this out. He went from empty-handed, frustrated and tired, to disappointment becoming excitement. To tiredness 
becoming joy. To lack becoming more than enough because there was an overflow of what was happening that he had to call people from the shore to come and experience what has just happened to him. Because just remember, they were partners with each other. If you go and read the entire passage. And when he called them, they were probably also sitting on the, on the side of the sand and saying, what do we do now? And Peter goes, dude, come. So they're happy. His joy overflows to them. His bounty f- overflows into their ships. The call, let's go, is an invitation. And we don't have the time to pass that opportunity because God has got something for us and will overflow into someone else. Because the deeper we go in spending time in God's word, the overflow is what we share with our peers. The deeper we go in our quiet time praying, as the overflow when we see people going through something, going, I'm bold enough to pray for you. The deeper we go where we are hungry enough to pursue a greater love and his presence, it's that overflow of love in us that allows us to move towards reaching neighbors and nations. What is your deeper? What is your err? I don't know what your story is. I don't know what you're going through. I'd love to hear it. But can I tell you this? In your disappointment, in your loss, in your hurt, in your uncertainty, and your doubt, Jesus is still calling each and every one of us to go deeper. We just need to respond, and we need to realize there's going to be overflow. I want to close off with just this last point. When we respond to let's go, it will change you. At the end of the story um, that I want to share with you, this little girl, just the oldest one, is in the, is in the, is in the, the waves with the dad, riding towards the beach, enjoying it. But she calls her sister to come and join them. So now dad is pushing two girls off a, off a wave towards the end of the beach. But this girl, the oldest, when she got to the side of the beach, she would pick up her, her bodyboard and she'd walk like a professional bodyboard. You know those ones. I know I don't run like that to the beach. But she had so much confidence. She had so much zeal inside of her. Her experience deeper changed her. It also changed the mom because the mom was standing there freaking out. Why is this man taking my daughter so much deeper? The sharks, the waves, death. (laughs) 
But when the mom realized the confidence the girl had and the way she was handling the board, she actually wasn't worried about them no more. Why? Because it changed her. Luke 5, verse 8 to 11. Can we just read that quickly? It says, When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore, left everything, and followed him. While they were in the shallows, Peter realized that this is a teacher. And he goes, he's listening to everything Jesus is telling everybody on the shore. And when Jesus addresses him to go further, his understanding of Jesus is teacher because he goes, but master, which in this translation means teacher, but not amazing teacher, just dude that teaches. And he goes, teacher, because all he had of Jesus was a head understanding of who this guy was. But when he answered the call and they went deeper, there was a change because he got a revelation of exactly who Jesus is because Jesus doesn't just want us to know about him. He wants us to experience him. He wants a heart connection with him. And when Peter finally has this connection, everything changes. Peter's posture changes from, hey, master, I'm a fisherman. I've done this all my life. There's no fish. Once he had the revelation, his posture changed. And we spoke about this when we were praying. We, he humbled himself in front of Jesus because his view of Jesus changed from master to I have no idea who's standing in front of me and you are Lord. Because what I've seen is nothing man can do. And not only that, he confesses his sins. He changes. That just a word spoken from Jesus changes everything in a man. And so this is why I say, when we answer the call to let's go, everything changes. He went from a tired, frustrated fisherman to an excited, joy-filled fisher of man. What is your err? Are you ready to go deeper? Now, this is the thing I want to tell you. I know it's tough out there. Life is crazy. There's pressures. Jesus said, hey, yeah, in Cape Town, oh my gosh, you're going to suffer, not only with heat and everything else, but times are going to be tough. But don't let that get you down. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper where you'll find me 
and everything I have for you. Let's go deeper where I can change the way you not only look at me, but look at your situation. Side note. Actually, I have it written down here. Side note. Verse 3 and verse 4, Jesus addresses Peter as singular. Amen, can we go? Will you drop down your net? But the moment we go to verse 5, something changes. I realize that Peter's not alone in the boat with Jesus. Because whenever Peter responds to Jesus, he responds with, we have... And the writer starts referring to them, they, and theirs. The only time we get the understanding that there is other people involved is when they mention the sons of thunder, James and John. But if you go look in the other three Gospels, when Jesus encounters Peter for the very first time, there is someone that is always with him. And it's his brother, Andrew. So I believe that when Jesus was in the boat with Peter, his brother Andrew was with him as well. And the reason I mention this is, yes, it's tough. Our lives are complicated. There are things happening that are stealing our joy, stealing our peace. But in this life, you don't have to do it alone. Who's in the boat with you When you are crying out to Jesus saying, I want to go deeper, please take me there. Who's rowing with you? Is there someone that you have at this moment that you can look to and go, hey, let's go? And do you have people around you when the blessing comes that you can cry out to on the side and say, come and see what the Lord has done. So that I am not the only one that receives what he has for me, but there's an overflow. So can I encourage you, no matter how tired you are, no matter what you're feeling right now, you could be good, life could be great. Things are all working out, your kids make their beds. Your wife brings you coffee in bed. Your husband brings you coffee in bed. Life is amazing. The baby sleeps through. Even in those moments, Jesus is still calling us to go deeper. Because I believe there's a shifting in what is happening at this moment where God is looking for people that are willing to step into deeper because there's a greater harvest that we still need to go and get. There's more out there that God has for us, so we've got to go deeper. Can I ask us to answer that call? Can I ask us, ask us to go, even though we're tired, even though we don't want to, can we go deeper?